Welcome back to the Watch Along With Podcast. The podcast where we watch shows and you can watch them with us. My name's Keith. Joining me today, we've got Chris. What's up, man? That's a uh, number one Applebee's fan to you. I'm a, I'm a big Applebee's boy now. Applebee's? Fuck yeah, dude. I went to Applebee's yesterday. I got the uh, Fiesta Lime Chicken. My god, it was fucking good. Is that a- I, I always like Applebee's. Applebee's is like a lower tier restaurant for me. I don't know if you guys are big Applebee's fans like I am now, but uh, I have to say they really, they really, uh, they really stepped it up. Is that an appetizer or an entree? That's the entree for the app. We got a, uh, we got some honey pepper wings or something like that. Some hot pepper. I don't know. The wings are fucking good though too. God bless restaurants for putting wings into the appetizer category. Yeah, definitely not an appetizer. No, but, very you know, much a meal, but I mean, you just want to take the shame USA, out of it, you know? USA, USA. Yeah, I mean, what if you want wings and a burger? Right. They've got you covered because it's an appetizer. If, it's like eating a what side if you salad. Want, what if you want wings and Fiesta chicken like I did, you know? Exactly. I mean, they they know their clientele, and I mean, really, it's genius. Yeah. Hell this yeah. This episode... Not sponsored, but should be sponsored by Applebee's Fiesta Lime Chicken. Yeah, if we got any Applebee's reps out there, I mean, we're interested in a deal. Ball, the ball is in your court. Your move, Applebee's. We, we can do the we can do the TikTok dance. Yeah, your move. A guy who would also, I'm just guessing. I bet you could smash some Applebee's, Farrell. How you doing, man? <laughs> I love to go to Applebee's for the five dollar uh, Long Island iced teas. Oh yeah, five dollar, dude. They're dollar, dollar, yeah, the dollar, ones. dollar. They're usually five. It's just you order, you order five at a time. I get so drunk, I don't remember which how many. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of, there were. I told Keith this story yesterday when it happened, but there were two guys that got fucking booted out of Applebee's for just getting a little too, a little too. I'm sure hammered. that's, I'm sure that's a common thing that they have to deal with. The dollar, <laughs> the dollar night. It's like dollar beer night at the hockey game. You just got to boot some people. Oh, there's going to be some fights. At the Speaking of restaurants, game. though, I went to the B-dubs this weekend. I went by myself, and I spent $50. Like, how does that happen? Uh, alcohol. Alcohol. I only had like two beers. The... Jesus, what else did you have? How did you not... I had 15 wings, a side of cheese fries, and two beers. I also, let me, let me tell you, the first... That's a lot of food, my guy. The first thing, the waiter comes up to us and is like, "We're there's only one cook here today, so my manager's cooking the wings. So that made me a little nervous that my wings were going to be raw when I opened them up. And they were terrible. They were like a bunch of little, like, bottom-of-the-bag wings. Like, crunchy, real crunchy, you know? Like, I think I, they're mostly, you know, crust. Were they little boneless wings? Is that what you got? Yeah, I'm a little boneless wing boy. Hmm. There's your problem. Yeah, you do you get drunk. You just you need both, you need one hand for the beer and one for the wing. Yeah, I mean it is a better move in a restaurant. Like you get shit for it, but do you really want to be covered in sauce? You know, I mean, yes. yeah, I know my limits. Yes. I don't. I, want to be I, I, I completely stuff. understand that the meat tastes better, but I just don't want to deal with it. Yeah, for sure. Carol, I'm not surprised you have one hand on the wings and one hand on the beer because you are a fucking turbo eater. Yeah, and you got to keep chugging the beer. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, you know, speaking of food and a movie that would make me never, ever want to eat food while I was watching it, uh, this week we watched Malignant, um, which is a new horror movie, currently available to stream. 
on HBO Max. You can also catch it in the theater if, uh, if you so desire to do that. It's uh, James Wan. You may be familiar with him from uh, blockbuster films like... Friend of the podcast? Yeah, friend of the podcast. Mutual, friend of the podcast. Mutual friend of the podcast. He's, of course, associated with the Fast and Furious franchise. And, uh... Is he really? Yeah, he did the, uh... I know, he did all the Conjuring. He did Yeah, Aquaman. he did Furious 7. Yeah, Really? Yeah, Furious 7 is all I was saying. Also, respect after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... People, people like that one. He did Lights like, Out did too, though, which is like my favorite horror movie. That's a really good one. Yeah, dude knows horror movies. That's for damn. Mortal sure. Kombat. He did Mortal Kombat. Yeah, yeah. He's definitely more known for his for his. I must horror, have missed that episode. For his horror, but uh, <laughs> you, it is funny that he did a Furious yeah. movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's sprinkled. If you look at his like filmography, you're just seeing things like Saw 3D, Conjuring, Insidious. Furious Annabelle. 7, the double Furious inside. 7. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Turns out they act like idiots because they're all possessed by the devil. Yeah, I mean, if they would have given him permission to do Furious 8, he could have finished that, you know, circle, but <laughs> he never got around to it, so. So yeah, we're going to be talking about James Wan's Malignant here, and uh, it's one we were excited to watch, and once it started uh, getting some steam, we uh, we all got together and decided on it real quick, and we actually all watched it uh, within the last 24 hours, so it should be fresh in our minds, and we're going to kind of... Like the takes. Yeah, the takes should be fresh. Some, some fresh takes, some hot takes, maybe some cold takes. Uh, but for sure, we're, we're going to return to our basics a little bit here. We've, we've listened to the feedback. We want to be more clear with our spoilers. So uh, we are going to start with a spoiler-free... Uh, just real quick, could talk spoiler free. We're going to rate it, then we're going to roll on the spoilers. We'll let you know before that. Uh, but initially, what are, what was your guys' spoiler free uh, reaction to, to watching this movie? My spoiler free reaction is holy shit! What did I just watch? It's fair. That is very fair. I would say, you know, good and bad. Holy shit! Like this movie could have been just a. I feel like they were recording this movie and it was going down the borderline gore, gore horror movie, and then they hit us with the uh, hit us with the hook, and that was just like a straight left, and I, I was left stunned, knocked out. It was, it was a hell of a hook, and I think the hook is what makes the movie watchable. I would say, and definitely uh, something. Even if you don't like the movie as a whole, you should you should finish it for the hook. Ader, how about you? I I completely agree. It's it's definitely worth a watch for really anyone. Uh, even if you're Keith and you get a little queasy when someone's head gets uh, smashed in. <laughs> and uh, I think James, uh, in an interview I have pulled up here, he kind of described it, in my opinion, best. Uh, when he was asked what important influences were, uh, and, you know, a, a longer answer maybe we can dive into, but the the kind of headline out of it that i would get is i described the movie not just as a genre bender but a genre blender uh and like it is everything it it feels you know like an old school horror movie but a new age horror movie all at the same time i i feel like oh yeah i literally was telling my wife like after the end of the movie without getting too much into spoilers i'll probably elaborate on this more when we get into the spoilers um, I felt like I was watching like a 
old school horror the first quarter of the movie and then we went into like a low budget film like the second quarter and then third quarter a little bit of john wick and then (laughs) fourth quarter we wrapped up with like the conjuring james wan like we kind of got back to like it's a a back to a movie of a hook it's a movie of three parts for sure i can't i definitely think it was its own own thing its own movie it's it's i can't put it into a category one category it was like i we were actually talking about like because keith i watched it first and then we like met about the pod what we're gonna do and then they you guys asked me like what do you think is it scary like because you guys were about to watch it by yourself at like 11 o'clock at night and i was like i don't know what to call it and i think keith said it says it's like a murderous thriller right is that what it says yeah well like in the in the description it actually uses the term grizzly murders uh which i'm not a big gore guy like i I like over the top like uh spaghetti gore i guess just like kind of you know the the nasty like clearly fake i'm not a big fan of like the torture porn movies like uh hostile shit like that but uh, I, I mean, I can handle the core. But yeah, that that was my main uh, concern going into this. But um, yeah, my my quick take on it is it's definitely worth watching because it's original, and uh, you know, especially in horror, I feel like everything's kind of circled into the same tropes over and over. And this definitely kind of broke the mold. And uh, one of you guys kind of nailed it when uh, I think I think one of you said it was felt kind of eighties. I think it felt definitely kind of 80s, 90s. It also kind of reminded me of, like, imagine, like, a B-flick was in pre-production and then someone handed them $50 million and said, <laughs> go make this. Uh, that's kind of what it reminded me of. But, uh, I mean, overall... Juiced up Evil Dead? Yeah, I mean, it actually kind of felt a lot like Evil Dead to me. Like, cheesy and, like, way super over the top, but, like, still, like, kind of low-key good. Uh, I would say the script was like a B script, but the like effects and stuff was A. <laughs> well, I think it's kind of like that's that's what it is, right? Because like he he goes on in that interview to say like it's a I don't know how to pronounce this word giallo g i a l l o and it's an Italian word. It means yellow, but what it means in film is like a gruesome murder mystery thriller. So, like, it was definitely that. It was, like, a cop mystery, right? Which, uh, it, it, it had that vibe to it, but it was still, like, a hack and slash, you know, without without going too deep. It was just, it was awesome, man. Genre blender, for sure. It was everything all at once. It was exactly, uh, I, I loved it. I agree, yeah. yeah. So, let's, uh, let's slap a rating on this beast uh, so we can quit quit talking uh, obscurely and get into the, the gritty details. I'll, I'll lead us off here. I'm giving this movie a flat 7 out of 10. I think this is right in the sweet spot of like, check it out, watch it. You might love it, you might hate it, but I think it's worth watching because it is something different. And I think for me, like, for me, it's just it's just a middle of the road, like, something worth something worth checking out and that's that's about all i can say for it as a seven it's like i wouldn't i wouldn't go to war for this movie and i also would not deter anyone from watching it but i definitely think it's worth checking out i think i'm right there with you uh with the seven uh, i thought as a person who watches like 80 percent scary movies just because of like my wife's favorite genre is that and we watched that it was definitely one that is a lot 
better than about 85% of the, the, you know, the horror movies out there. So I gave it a, a 7.3 um, out of 10. I think that's, like you said, it's in the sweet spot of it's not anything. It's a it's a genre mixer. And I think that's what gives it a little bit more than a regular, you know, horror film. But it has that twist that just makes it where you can talk about it afterwards. I went so that means I have the the highest out of us. I have a seven point five. Uh, I I mean Keith, you nailed it. Like I'm not willing to die for this movie. And my take on this movie, you know what I mean? Like I liked it. Obviously, I I you know rated it favorably. And I would I would tell anyone to watch it uh, if you like scary movies if you can handle you know the gory scenes because it definitely has that um, you know it's it's one hundred percent worth a watch in my opinion uh, James Wan has proven that he's a great director great writer I mean he did virtually everything on this um, and you know it's an it's an awesome fucking movie watch it hell yeah yep and that uh, between the three of us that rounds us out. To a seven point three out of ten. Um, Farrell loves that. I know he fucking. I know he loves that. Yeah, yeah. We we go to the tenth. It was it wasn't quite exactly what Farrell rated it, but he probably planned it. So <laughs> uh, I do love it. Yeah, so that's a seven point three out of ten for uh, for old uh, Malignant. Let's give that a watch. Like we said earlier, it's on HBO Max until October tenth. So you've got some time to check it out. Be right in, right in time for Halloween if you haven't checked it out. Farrell, how do we stack up to the tomatoes before we roll on the spoilers? Uh, heading on over to the tomato meter, critics gave it a 77%, which is more of the highest, I think, for a horror movie besides uh, some of the more recent uh, like uh, Get Out kind of things. Mm-hmm. Um, audience score surprisingly fifty one percent. It doesn't surprise me. It's like like I feel like movies like this are like once it's over with, you're gonna be like, oh, I fucking hated this. That. Is, or, see, this yeah, is really like, very see, hateable. This is one of those movies. This is one of those movies that actually, like, I think coming out as soon as I finished it, I was gonna give it like a six, and then it went all the way up to seven point three before the episode. So if you waited until tomorrow to record, it might have been a little higher. Yeah, I definitely, same here, same here. As it marinated, it was like, I was like, you know, it was actually really good. And I was I was actually worried you guys were not going to like it, because I, I liked it after after watching I was like, man, I don't know if they're going to be about this, if they're going to shit on it. I might have to try to defend this movie somehow, because I didn't think it was so bad. So I could definitely see someone walking away from it, and like, I don't think those ratings were like day after. Those were probably like... yeah out of the theater or like after watching well critics have been watching it for a while they had a little little time uh the critic consensus is where they put like basically the you know they take like a marketing word word census and put it together says although malignant isn't particularly scary director james wan's return to horror contains plenty of gory thrills and a memorable bonkers twist i thought that was pretty good and then the audience says, love it or hate it, and there isn't much in between. Malignant is one horror movie that takes risks and is willing to get weird. Yeah, and for the record, I did find this scary. So I think if you like, like if you're not a big horror movie, I think this has the potential to be scary. <laughs> I just want to get that out there. That's cause... why when you that's why when you ask me, like as a person who watches it a lot, I think I'm a little immune to it. But people that occasionally watch horror movies, I thought 
there's some twists and there's some trigger throw things. the spoil throw the spoiler flag yeah. let's do this yeah one, yeah this is perfect yeah i watch a lot but i'd still get scared so yeah definitely kind of scary sound the spoiler alarm spoilers yeah, incoming in three i don't have an alarm. two one spoiler <laughs> <laughs> Boing! <laughs> the gunshots could just be the <laughs> yeah. Here come the spoilers. So get the fudge out if you're not in the spoilers. All right, guys, we kind of brushed on it, but what the fuck? <laughs> like this movie was just filled with like what the fucks and. Uh... I was about to say the trigger warning is anything any monster that makes weird movements. Like yeah, that's my wife's. That's my wife's trigger. And like before, you know that they're walking backwards, like that. The way the monster moves all, all together is just that's like why I was gonna, Do we want to start with the big one, or do we want to start at the beginning? I want to start. I wanted to just say something. Out, I, I, I wanted to hold on. I wanted to say. I wanted to say something about uh, finding it scary. Right? It's like where it felt like those '80s movies is. If you think like Halloween or Friday the Thirteenth or that kind of stuff is scary, like. I think that is what this is, and that was what I liked about it. It's like it's a, it's a monster film. It's not like this, the psychological yeah. thriller that we're used to anymore. But it was for about fifteen it minutes. It was. it was Home Alone, fucking weird sound, absolute fucking torture. Because like that's what I was about to yeah. say when it was a shadow form. That's what it was like. You yeah. don't know what this thing is, and it's a monster altogether. Like you don't have any face to it. It's just scary. And then the weird movements. Did you guys know that that is Marina Mazeppa? I believe I'm again, don't know how to pronounce anything, might say it wrong. Don't, you know, I'm sorry if so. Marina Mazeppa, who was on America's Got Talent, and she is a contortionist, and really? she played Gabriel. And then in that same interview with James Wan, um, he talks about working with her. Uh, and let me see here, I'll pull up the quote. He says, I thought I had to shoot a lot of the movie in reverse and then play back in reverse. But what was amazing about Marina is how quickly of a study she is as a physical body performer slash dancer. She was able to learn the choreography and did all the fighting backward blindly. It was insane to watch how it was all choreographed. There was no trickery. We didn't cheat in any way. She did it all backwards. Yeah, which if, if you're listening to spoilers and you haven't watched it. The big the big deal is that the the protagonist actually had uh, a conjoined twin situation, uh, but not exactly that. It, it was actually kind of like a hybrid between like a tumor and an actual living conjoined twin, the back of her head, and uh, caused her to black out. And basically, the brain of the uh, conjoined twin would take over and. Uh, that's what caused what Ader was alluding to, where she would walk backwards and basically go on killing sprees uh, while under the you know under the power of her conjoined twin named Gabriel. Um, I was like, it was I first noticed it when she like stabbed someone, and I was like, that's she's doing it with her right hand, but it's well, I guess at this time I was like, he Gabriel, Gabriel's doing it with the right hand but it's a left hand like what the fuck is that like the thing is backwards why why is it backwards and that was like that was the only complaint i had and my wife shared the complaint after we were finished is that it was a little bit easy pr- to predict in my opinion I, I don't know if you guys 
felt that way. It was a yeah. little easy to predict. They dropped a, a couple too many hints, I think. I think you cut you get rid of the cut out the cancer line and bringing that up so early again and it's a little less clear. The thing but, the thing where it started to like I started to maybe think about down that line and this is probably later than it should have been, but it was when uh she hopped out the window. There was like a movement where I was like, that looked like somebody walking backwards. And, uh, yeah. you know, obviously that's what it was. And, but at the time I hadn't really pieced the rest of it together. And that, that might, that might say more about me than it does how obvious the movie was. But, uh, to me it was like, I mean, it, I liked it because like, it's a thin line of just like pulling a twist out of your ass and then telegraphing it. So like, I like that all the evidence was there for you to find out if you wanted. I like yeah. that for first watch it's there, right? Like sh- like Shutter Island has a twist where you go back and you start to catch shit. On this one I felt like it was a huge twist that at certain points along the way some audi- audience members would start to pick it up and start to know it and the characters still don't. But you know, there at different points you were able to pick up what was going on which you know, I I like and don't like at the same time. I think if we're spoiled by the, you know, Shutter Islands of everything where you have to go back to catch everything, uh, you might not like it. But I kind of like the single watch through. Yeah, actually, uh, I guessed it when she said, I want a blood relative to that her sister basically telling her, like, I was adopted. That's when I said that thing in the beginning was her getting twin got cut off of her like i called it pretty early and i wasn't like 100 percent sure like that was correct theory but it was a theory that was correct pretty early and i like that there was a chance to do that because i feel actually i'm annoyed with movies that the twist is like unpredictable because then it's like well you there's no way i could have guessed this or murder mysteries are unpredictable it doesn't feel yeah like there's a person that wasn't even in the plot that comes out of nowhere and it's like that doesn't even feel like i could have ever had a chance like the whole point of this is i'm supposed to be guessing and the movie had me and my wife like back and forth theories back and forth the whole time like this is what we think is happening which is pretty cool and i thought that was really enjoyable for an audience which i actually appreciate that we're doing it at home versus the theater because we talked like a lot in the movie like back and forth so yeah same yeah i watched this movie in complete solitude um and i think your brain was going back and forth yeah i was kind of thinking in my head and like i mean it was a weird experience and i I actually really enjoyed it but at the same time like it also would i've always said this and i've always felt this way like if you watch a movie with a good crowd in a good theater it's hard to not like the movie if there's good energy in the theater because like you'll feed off of the people getting scared and things like that. And like, so when you're by yourself, the bullshit kind of sticks out a little bit more and like anything that makes you not immersed, it sticks out more because there's no, there's no one biting to cover it up. So like, yeah, yeah, that's, that's so right, dude. Like in a crowd where someone will jump at something stupid, but yeah, but you don't jump and you think it's dumb. In, in that moment you're like oh you know whatever you just right disregard it as you and you, you might remember that as like a scary like moment yeah you're like oh but yeah people jumped it's scary even if you weren't personally scared like you might take that energy with you yeah scary movies i feel like in theater are like a mixed bag like i watched the last key um in theaters and happened to get like a bunch of younger people behind me 
and they were like doing the whole don't go in there like don't do that this is stupid and it kind of you know yeah made me think bad. like is this that predictable <laughs> but then i went like also for like the paranormal activities yeah and, like the jump the jump scares on that and stuff was pretty cool i remember so, like my like my when i'm talking about this what i'm thinking of is i watched paranormal activity three in theaters and i felt like i was in like one of those test audiences with like the cameras yeah. on because like like you're gonna be recorded yeah like you could hear the inhales and like no one was being like stupid like saying things but it was just like tense and uh that was kind of that was kind of perfect that was like a perfect uh movie theater experience for me that's where i like to go to a little bit of a high-end movie and pay like for the imax because you know those teenagers aren't gonna go by themselves and do that yeah how, look at me look at me how old am i yeah you're a boomer this would have been a yeah, good dude, day for the boomer boomer sake. move right there dude, theater i mean, i'm a boomer you know like shut shut up <laughs> if i'm in the theater shut the f up you just said you liked watching at home because you could talk well, to my wife, wife. You, why can't the, why can't you fucking do that because like, she has she's an intelligent person unlike the rest of me oh my god <laughs> but yeah so i mean that that's kind of what you're dealing with in this movie is a little bit over the top zaniness but at the same time it's like you don't really know what's going on so like at first because it starts off like it's super grounded right it's like the story about i mean aside from the little intro thing like once it comes back to present time it's a story about a woman who's like struggling with fertility and has an abusive boyfriend, like, or husband or whatever he was to her. Um, oh, that's so cool that they use, like, his abuse as the thing that kind of wakes it up. Like, yeah. she hits the back of her head. Well, that and the fact that it was feeding on her miscarriages, which is pretty fucked up. Yeah, that's real fucked up. What'd you guys, uh, what'd you think of, of Gabriel? I know we talked about um, how it's actually contortionist, but what'd you guys think of, like, the visual of Gabriel? I love that they shattered him in the beginning like to prevent any sign of people guessing too early like they basically d- dictated when you could possibly guess who it was which i actually like that and then when they showed like the faceless version i still think it was hard to guess that was her backwards so like i thought they did a good job i think that was like the uniform that he would put on when he became gabriel um kind of shattered like a woman like it, it definitely looked like a more of a man figure the first the first you see gabriel is like completely shadowed like cgi yeah like, yeah that's what i'm saying completely like different from the end. yeah it's not the same monster at all really really cool and well i just want i brought it up because in that same quote he, he goes on to finish uh the one i was talking about before with the contortionist uh after he says there's no like trickery i i love to finish and not not always first i like to let you guys get yours in too you know make sure it's all fair and then i'll i'll, I'll finish strong here yeah um so he says so it's a combination of what what marina did there uh the prosthetic makeup that we applied and the animatronic face of gabriel so putting it all together was quite an experience really wanted to create a villain uh that we haven't quite seen before it took a lot of work to get this level so another thing is that's not like a ton of cgi it's actually makeup and prosthetics and and an anima animatronic face uh on the monster which is just fucking old school dude that's cool that's cool i love it yeah that was the part obviously that made it feel to me very 80s was like when the face comes out and you know what's like slicing these people open that felt like just a pure like slasher uh just 80s 90s flick slasher with the with the trophy too it was slasher when like you had the trophy but 
the scene where in the prison oh yeah it just goes off that's where i said in the non-spoiler section where i said the part th- i think it was part three john wick that's where john wick started and this thing just gained some skills that i didn't know yeah, the, cop, the cops are not john wick because holy fuck i mean those cops are basically fucking everything. uh fucking stormtroopers stormtroopers yeah. yeah hey dude a seattle cop Gee whiz, dude. I was about to... I did mention to my wife, I said, do you think Aider's a little more scared about this? Because it's literally under the city. We're never up. we're never going. We wanted to go on a tour to the undercity, but we're never going now. It's going to be hard. Uh, back to Gabriel. My question I have is, when are we allowed to post spoiler memes? Because I've got a great Harry Potter, Professor Quirrell, Lord Voldemort meme. Uh, dude, that, that's what I've seen. I've mentioned like, that Spoilers without context. And that's what Courtney guessed it so early because of Voldemort. She guessed it like almost credit. See, yeah. she's like, this, it's on the back of her head. It's Voldemort. Damn. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? How'd you, what? And then I, I mean, I caught on once, uh, once he started killing the old doctors. It was, she, she was quick to it, man. Voldemort, it was see through. What's so fucked up, though, is like, I looked up, like, I haven't asked Sally because she's like a nurse. So she has some medical, like, she's learned about some stuff. But I'm like, is it? Can this happen? Like, can this really happen with like, <laughs> not like the vicious like? I'm like, but does it? Can it have a conscious and stuff? And she's like, no, I've never heard of them like, you know, taking over a brain or anything. But literally, you grow. There's tumors and stuff that grow like that have like teeth, and like arms and legs, mm-hmm. and like will grow on the side of people. And I'm like, that's fucked up. That's Would you shit up. if she was like, yeah, actually, in one of my case studies, we. Uh, I see the exact, to do that. the exact same <laughs> thing. Uh, it's actually really interesting, Cody. I spent two weeks uh, studying uh, Gabriel myself. But as far as Keith's question about when we can post spoilers, I would give it like they're out another there already. Month maybe, yeah. Before nah, like our before our account should do it. I'm saying. I like the that's the one thing I've seen on like the spoilers out of context and it's Voldemort and I'm like that's not really out of if you post that someone sees yeah, that I would immediately, immediately like, know. Yeah, it's a little, oh, yeah. little spot on. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little a little too much. <laughs> yeah, the uh the gore in this movie had me feeling I don't know, like it didn't it didn't make me want to quit watching, but it was definitely there and like some of it was pretty bad. Like she just like straight up yeah, stabbed, like the face stabbings. Like I don't yeah. know. I don't know why getting stabbed in the neck sounds better to me than getting stabbed in the face, but it just does. Like just don't fucking stab me in the face. I guess. <laughs> but like I don't know. That felt so much more brutal. You were on my mind the whole time. Every time something would happen that I knew you didn't like, I would just say, "I'm so sorry." Another thing: <laughs> how so many sorry. arms were broken in half? Oh like, yeah, a lot like of bones. There was multiple arm breaks where the bones popped up. Dude, so when we get to Act Three, I, I was like, "Is this a fucking trailer for the new Matrix movie? Or are they going to have to make this a, a canon?" When specifically the police, the police station scene, yeah, with. The classic, I think it's probably going to be a watch along and favorite of the chair being thrown across the room Shut with up. a fucking Just snipe, snipe shot. with the chair. Snipe with the Dude, chair. Dude, me and Allie lost so hit two people with he, it, too, not just one. Two. But it was yep. it was completely unnecessary because Double they're retreating and, the, and Gabriel's retreating and she just turns around and throws the chair but doesn't pursue them. Like, she probably could have, like, went after him and killed him. <laughs> but she just fuck throws you. the chair and then walks out. Like, yeah. it's just the fuck you. Like, she knew that chair was going to kill him. She's but she just wanted to know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, and that's where I'm like, 
this movie definitely walked the line of like just being stupid but like it kind of worked because like honestly what her like running around the police station not getting shot but not moving quick or really doing anything evasive reminded me of like scary movie like <laughs> like when the when the guy when a ghost face is running around in scary movie like they're not really doing anything that would stop them from getting killed in real life but like nothing's happening to them and that's just kind of like what it felt like but it just worked like and what where i think it's so weird is like there were times where this movie was like stone cold serious like you know she had a miscarriage and that was sad and like she got fucking pushed up against the wall and bloodied her head and that was sad and like but then it's like this ridiculous shit happening and it's just like why does this work and where how did we get here for this to work yeah it's just one thing that kind of i know you've been pretty positive but one of the negative things i really did not like was the superpowers like the fact that she kind of got superpowers because of the gabriel i didn't really love that like at the end where she pushes the you know table or the bed over on top of her sister yeah and stuff like like well i feel like that could be left out easily and unnecessary like in my mind as soon as supernatural happens it's kind of kind of you know that's where they lost you for me a little bit yeah, yeah. lost me I'm lost so me a little bit you were lost in the literally the last fucking scene of the movie maybe when the brain pops or the brain pops out of the back of the head with the face yeah her skull, wow, her skull dude, that opens was... like a fucking open roof stadium that was sick cowboy stadium <laughs> also i don't i the, the talking through the radio thing like i understand that they shocked him to try to kill him but like that was kind of odd to me yeah and i think that scary, was, just... it was a scary effect but it was kind of like hard for me to to get the train of thought there i think it was just a like device to... i think it was just a device to keep them hidden and then i wanted like a i'm gabriel i'm under the hood <laughs> <laughs> That would have been too obvious. Then you would have guessed it ten minutes in instead of halfway through. One of the coolest special effects, though, was when she would like when he they explained it towards the end how Gabriel was kind of telling her what she was seeing. But when she would like be like sleep paralysis, and then like the room would like special effect change to the room where Gabriel was. That was super sweet. I love that. Yeah, I would have liked to have seen more of like the home video style stuff when she was younger um i feel like that really brought like a lot of the horror back into it Mm -hmm. like that was kind of missing ever since like like the first time it you thought she might get killed by the shadow and then it kind of went away from it that kind of brought it back um but i mean nothing really major to complain about you wanted the whole thing to be a cam film I, I, I like found footage stuff. I always have. I know it kind of got overdone there for a while after like Cloverfield. Yeah, it became the zombie part. Yeah. Zombie thing. But yeah, found footage has always been scary to me. But yeah, I mean, I, I liked that part and it kind of made it feel, it kind of raised the stakes. Like, not that I like started to dislike uh, the protagonist. Um, what was her name? Emily? Madison. Emily's her real name. Madison's her like adopted name. Yes, 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 yes. So yeah, it's not that I started to dislike her, but it was just kind of like, you didn't know much about her as an adult, but like anyone could feel bad for a kid. So it was just kind of like, you know, feeling bad for yeah, her. I thought that brought me back in when her sister went to the uh, insane asylum and like pulled that stuff back out or the, not the insane asylum, but like the research lab. Yeah. And uh, 
that it was getting a little ridiculous because I think that happened. It was like a weird part where it was getting a little cheesy. That was during. That, she was doing that during the police thing. Yeah, so that brought me back in, like into the horror part, and it almost reminded me of the ring. Mm-hmm. Like in the ring, there's a part where they kind of get into the backstory of the the girl and the ring that comes out of the well, and that it really reminded me of that and how scary that kind of is when you bring in the fact that she was like a little girl and it all happened. Yeah, kind of like grounded the story again. Um, but there's definitely a sequel set up at the end, so like maybe we can get some prequels, you don't know. I'm sure, I mean, based off his experience, I'm sure there will be dozens, if not millions. That might be, that might be where you get your, uh, your childhood stuff. I feel like that's the like classic, I mean, you look at Annabelle and then Annabelle Origins, like, that's exactly what they did, they went back. Also, a interesting thing, I thought, like, stuck out of the movie, but what, like, almost like he pointing to a, the sequel was they were like what did you call it yeah she kept saying i always called it the devil yeah. so like back to the conjuring universe when they went or when they went there connected? i was like really excited but then it was also i was also kind of relieved that they didn't go there because yeah maybe yeah. like in later later yeah but like, like that was that was kind of a hype moment where she's like the devil and because uh, you and you started hearing from him again, like directly, so he just kinda, that was kind of like peak evil, you know. Do we need to look up like the Warrens, which is the the couple that all the Conjurings are made of? Um, we need to see if they've ever done a case with like a conjoined twin being possessed or something like that. Maybe they set it up. They tricked us. They've been busy with us for Conjuring Five. They probably uh, did. I won't. I won't give him another one. Do you guys bamboozled, dude? You guys have uh, you guys have anything else interesting or concerning to say about this uh, this film? I like it, man. It feels feels like everything all at once. Uh, it was scary to me the most when uh, he was fucking home invader because that's my greatest fear. And I've been watching Night Stalker on Netflix and I haven't been able to sleep. You know, it didn't hit any of my, didn't hit any of my triggers. Hit my wife's trigger of weird movements because it was exactly like a walking backwards situation. So, <laughs> like, she was a little scared. But for me, I wish it was Tell a little her it was more. The contortionist. I think what you said, Keith, like getting more into the story of the how it happened and stuff like that, like the cutting off and all that. I wish we got a little more into that. But overall, I think definitely a uh, a unique film inside of an ununique category right now. Yeah, this is this is new, and I didn't tell you guys about this, and I'm springing it on you. But I thought of this, and I, I think it might be a fun little exercise. So you guys liked the movie, so tell me why this is wrong. Back to the critic reviews. Too often, it's hard to know whether Juan and it's hard to know whether Juan and company are kidding or not. How do you feel about that? I wonder if they mean like as like the movie as a whole or in there like what the what the comedic relief is. Yeah, this one I think mm-hmm. I would say inside of Juan's horror category that have the most comedy. Yeah, it's like that's like, what Conjuring's don't and, really have do you, any. Comedies. Do you think it was supposed to be funny? Where it was funny, like we've talked about. I think I, think, was, I, mean, look at the I think he had an intention of it being like a comical slasher i think that was in there slasher, so give me an yeah. example other than the chair where you think it was reina and reina the entire character of reina or whatever yeah reina. his partner's his partner's name yeah the cop stuff yeah 
everything. And I almost felt like the way, uh, I think her name's Annabelle Wallace is the main actor's name. Sometimes her like scenes where she's, she was a little over the top. I almost feel like it was intentional. Like some of the stuff she did. Okay. okay. Yeah, dude. Raina was like, she was, uh, she was the lens of like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, what, what is this? This is all ridiculous. And she was that voice of reason voice of like yeah and uh Kikella, the, the cop also i think he had some i think the police being involved was like bringing back the other characters like and how ridiculous all this was because they were all like living in a world where like this is normal like the shit happens but then like the cops were like this is ridiculous this is crazy yeah, this, and i think this that is was you <laughs> this is I think, you killing these people i think yeah. that was james wan's i think that was james wan's kind of joke putting the joke in there like saying like this is a slasher like this is crazy like this is yeah. not supposed to be this way unlike the conjuring movies where everyone just kind of plays along because it's like double work and all that okay how about this one this, this this review is basically claiming that it's too long and that it kind of disappointed so it says a horror movie that is as long as it is underwhelming people need to get off the freaking link thing i've if it's a if if you don't want to watch two hour and fifty minutes two hour and you know like I think a movie is hard to make a good movie in a short amount of time nowadays like just stop watching if you don't want to watch that long to this movie's credit too yeah. I think it was only an hour and fifty one which I mean it's not that long I I completely agree I think a bunch of idiots will run around and just say movies are are too long like I mean look at the pessimist about green knight just fucking complete morons talking yeah. about how it was too long and it didn't do anything True. but if a uh, movie sucks every every movie that sucks is too long and every movie <laughs> that's good is not long enough that's how i feel i don't i don't think this was too long i think it could have been shorter i do i i think it could have been i think what he wanted to do could have been done in a shorter amount of time but i don't think we'd be talking about it the same way as far as like blending all the genres and hitting like every fucking checkbox i feel like for like a, a horror movie like it wouldn't be what it is if it was if it was shorter. It would it would be a shitty movie if it's shorter. I think personally. Very good. And uh, let's do one more. This one has a word I like, so we'll say <laughs> it. A particularly sick joke dressed up in pseudo scientific gobbledygook and lurid horror movie <laughs> conventions. But I can't guess which word was your favorite. I honestly, I didn't know that was a real word. I think they say it. Yeah, pseudo. pseudo yeah. What do you guys think Can of that? Can you repeat that? I got lost in the gobbledygook. A particularly <laughs> sick joke dressed up in pseudo-scientific gobbledygook and lurid horror movie conventions. I don't... What's this? Who is this? I think I've heard gobbledygook. What is this before? fucking like riddle? This is, this is I play Frank Sweetek from One Guy's Opinion one guy's opinion i think it could probably say that you guys don't think i don't, it was I don't a sick agree joke? i mean i don't think it was a sick joke i think it was a fucking decent movie i think everyone i think if uh i don't like the, i mean obviously he took it too seriously if you think that they were actually trying to act like this was real horror movies are in a fucking like i feel like they're lost in time and like feral you like the newer movies which is completely cool like the psychological thrillers but I feel yeah. like we're in a place where everyone wants that shit. Just like everyone wants a fucking connected universe. Like, let's get back to fucking doing, like, a slasher, dude. Hack and slash, where they're stomping faces and doing matrix flips and tossing chairs. Like, it doesn't have to be some, like, 
When's the last time the, someone's been fucking and they got killed? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I told, I, I was like, that's the one thing this was missing, is titties. There was no yeah, titties. It wasn't, no you boobies, know, that, and it, it, that would have made it appear a 90s horror movie. Exactly. That is the only horror movie thing it was missing was titties or a sex scene. Like, I, I don't know. And, and people are like, oh, this is just so fucking stupid. Like, this person did this. Like, do you think, you know, back in the day, they're popping the top off and dot, jumping into fucking Camp Crystal Lake thinking they were going to live out of that, not get killed by Jason? Like, it's just... I feel bring like... Bring this uh, back. I feel like Gina Radcliffe from The Spool says what uh what you guys have been saying. She says, it's often very silly, but always self-aware. Always with a self-aware wink at the audience. I guess Gina. Yeah, Gina. Well you said. Nailed it, dude. Concise. Gina's great. Concise and to the point. The only thing that was a joke was the fact that Annabelle Wallace's character is supposed to be blonde and not black hair. Damn, deal breaker. First fifteen minutes, I'm like, what have I seen her in? What have I seen her in? What have I seen her in? And then I Annabelle said, Peaky Bell. Blinders. Finally, it's the Peaky fucking Blinders. Is there facial features also that like people with black hair are supposed to have and people with blonde hair are supposed to have? Because like, I just couldn't get over that she didn't match like black hair. And I was just thinking like, it's so weird that like, I thought she should have blonde hair. Yeah, I don't know if that's the thing. I, I think you were just confused with her face specifically. I know I like had been already like, I witnessed her with blonde hair and I think that's her natural hair color. But like, I just couldn't get past like... And then it made, then I was like, you know, I think maybe they have this giant black wig to cover up the face on the back of her head, maybe. <laughs> like, uh, like, I think it might have put, so you couldn't see the back of the head. That, yeah, that could be it. Probably easier to cover up, honestly. I, I honestly guessed, like, I think she, I was like, I bet she's going to be, she was wearing a wig the whole time. Like, it ended up not coming true, but I, my guess was she, when she, the thing came out on the back of her head, she would take off, like, her wig, like a black wig. And it like would she be like knew back there, it, like yeah, she was covering there. it. So, but it ended up not being that way. Very nice. Well, that wraps up all my Very thoughts. Good take by me. You guys got anything else to throw in here before we head on out? Nah. All right. Love it. Watch it. Yeah, give it a watch. Do you have any uh, tumors? Make sure you get this checked out. Yeah, the, yeah for yeah, sure. The, you got a tumor and it's talking to you. Please <laughs> go see a fucking doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that well well said, and a good note to end on. Guys, if you're listening, thanks very much. Please give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Head on over to the Twitter, at WatchAlongman. Be part of the conversation, part of the uh, discussion for what we're watching next, what we've already watched. Catch those fire memes, retweet them onto your timeline. Bedazzle all your friends. You know, be hip with the lingo. Just have a great time. You know, be part of the community. We love it. We we do think. share the podcast. Help help grow the community. Yeah, grow the community. We love it. We love you. Thanks so much for listening, and we will see you soon. I hate I hate Yeah, it's Ronnie tsunami. It's Ronnie, and I'm pulling to the party. Pull up. Yeah, I'm flexing on the body. Flex. Find me at your local target. Hey. Got some ice on my wrist. Ice. That shit's all counterfeit. It's fake. Yeah, pull up in the Honda, pull up, rollin' in this bitch with your mama, like, ooh, you sneezing shit too cold, here's a tissue, man, blow your nose, about to turn up the heat, like some black top on the street, man, I'm too crisp like some chips, ooh, call me ladies wavy in this bitch, wave.
Catch me surfing on these waves. Yo, making sand castles with your bay. The paint on the camera too.